nobody is picking and giving you winners like Chris Exusian, who joins us right now. And to Dr. Glad, we grow your hairline. Dr. Paul Glad's Philadelphia's leading hair research doctor. Check him out online, drglad.com. I am 100% positive, and I mean every word that I said. Chris, you are absolutely on fire from Tory Pines takeover to last week with the Genesis Invitational. Fantastic job all across the board for us, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it was another good week. Uh, if you follow me at Chris Ebaum on Twitter, uh, I also had the winner, Max Hillman, 12-1 live on Saturday. He just had the best stats uh, going pretty much through the whole week. Uh, as far as all the strokes games categories, I thought it was great value, and he ended up pulling it off. And I also had a Jordan Spieth top 20 and uh, went two for two as well for my top 10s with uh, Hovland and Finau. So, yeah, great week. Uh also did pretty well on the uh, dra- our little DraftKings contest as well. Finally uh, broke the barrier and finally cashed there. Yep, finished second out of the 40, I want to say, 40 players. And uh, he, honestly, you've been top five, top ten every single round or every single event, single event for the Swinging and Ding at DraftKings uh, DFS events that we've been holding. And uh, yeah, just been on it, man. You've been on it from top 20s to, to leader after one to guys that will be in the conversation come Sunday. Uh, so let's not waste any more time. Time. Let's first of all, uh, of course, let's open up with this though because uh, it's just sad news from what happened yesterday with Tiger Woods. But the golf world has been completely stunned and shocked at what took place yesterday. Good news is Tiger Woods is doing okay. Bad news is I'm not so sure we're ever going to see him playing professionally again um, at this level at the PGA Tour. Maybe at the Champions, I don't know. But uh, he's got a long way to go as far as recovery is concerned. He's got a rod in his leg, so on and so forth. But Tiger Woods. I mean, what was your thoughts when you heard everything yesterday? Yeah, it's very disheartening news. You know, I saw him with the Jim Nance interview. He didn't look well. He looked like, you know, it, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but he looked like he was taking those painkillers. He didn't really like seem like himself for the most part. Um, I know his back's been killing his body. He's just been, you know, been through it all. But if you watch what, you know, documentary and everything, he trained his body at such a young age and, just continued with it and everything. And that's what made him one of the best, obviously. But I guess it takes a toll with that as well. So I think at the end of the day, we really don't want to really look at the golfer side of Woods, but more of the man himself. You know, he has two children and, uh, you know, family and everything. And it's, it's great news to hear that. It seems that everything is okay with him living and, you know, the, the legs and stuff and the accident and everything that, that all comes with it. But, you know, it's, you know, you have a child, I have children, you know, that's this, you know, it, it means everything. And, uh, the fact, you know, that his life was in jeopardy, you know, that, that's, that's a big deal. And, you know, we're just looking forward to seeing him just becoming, you know, back to normal as much as he can. So yeah. that, that would be very important. Yeah. I mean, you know, he could be the ambassador. Uh, uh, there's just so many things that he could do. It's just, uh, I, I don't know about swinging a uh, golf club, but, We'll see how that one's going to play out. He's got a long road in front of him, but the most important part, as you said, is the fact that he's still with us and uh, will be still there for his family. All right, let's go ahead and uh, switch gears and bring it to this weekend's WGC Workday Championship going down in Florida at a relatively unknown golf course, concession of golf course. Top 15 players in the world will be there. Uh, how big is the field, though, Chris? Let's start there. Well, the field is 72 players. Uh, the purse is ten and a half million, and first place gets 1.2 million. So this this tournament is no joke. Awesome. And with that, as far as the golf course is concerned, as I said, 
concession. Not a lot of golfers have played there. A lot of guessing right now. But if you could uh, maybe give us a golf course or two off the top of your brain with your research that you think it's comparable to. Let's start there. Yeah, I think that's very important to do with a course that really hasn't really got much play on it for the most part. Bryson's really the only one that's played on this, and that was 2015 for like a like a national uh, college national championship of some sort. But you can't even really consider that as well. Um, this t- tournament's typically in Mexico, but with all the COVID stuff, of course, going on, changing everything, uh, they're going to be playing a new course in Florida, the Concession. Uh, it's a Jack Nicholas course. It's a par 72. It's 7,474 yards for mule grass greens. Uh, the greens are going to be tougher like Genesis. They're sloping, tough greens. Tons of water here, unlike the Genesis. And this is a no-cut event. So uh, if I had to uh, compare it to two other courses, I, that's what I try to do for the most part, to mm-hmm. you know, see if I can get some sort of similar data. Uh, Mur- Murfield course at the Memorial Tournament. That's a par 72 jack course. And uh, par 71 Harpertown, uh, a little bit smaller version of it where the RBC Heritage was. It's still a jack course with the fairways and the greens and everything. It's still kind of the structure. So uh, those are the two I'm trying to compare this one to. All right. Chris Exusian at Chris E. Bomb is where you can find him. Uh, of course, at OTT Matchups. He puts out his matchups throughout the course of the weekend. After round one, we'll touch base on that before he gets out of here. But let's go ahead and do it. Let's fire up this DraftKings Sportsbook app and take a look at some of the odds-on favorites to get it done this weekend in Florida. At the top, it's 6-1. to one. Good grief. DJ Dustin Johnson. Six to one, Chris Exusian. Is, is is he that much of a lock for you that you would say, hey, you know what, it's worth it, or are we just skipping this all together? Yeah, uh, the field is too good for the PGA. It just ranges from the stars to the guys that are the young guys coming up that can win any tournament that that are going to get their due at some point. At five and a half, six to one, we know DJ's the best player in the world right now, but. Um, will he bring his best game? If he does bring his best game, he runs away with the tournament. But I'm not willing to bet that little odds for that to happen, so I will have to pass on it. All right, DJ, we pass. John Rahm, Xander Shoffley, they're at two and three, nine to one. John Rahm, Xander Shoffley, twelve to one. Uh, as far as those two in the conversation come Sunday, in your opinion? contend at the end of the day. I'm personally not taking them. Um, John Rahm, uh, you know, he's been battling back and forth at these courses. Uh, he's been starting off pretty slow, but um, you know, changing from the clubs, you know, just that happens sometimes with the golfers, you know, that they get into streaks, that they're doing well, and then they're not. Uh, Xander, of course, he's, uh, he's in that category of Tony Finau where he's playing his best golf uh, like every tournament and just hasn't got that winner recently, so uh, those are guys I think that would be in the conversation, but just I'm not going to have them to win. All right. Rory. Rory McIlroy at 16-1. to 1. And Tony Finau, who you just brought up, let's combine those two in this conversation here. Uh, Tony Finau is a guy that just cannot get over the hump and win it, but it seems like he's always in the top 10, top 20. Absolutely. And Rory looked like he played okay. 16-1, to 1, Rory McIlroy or Tony Finau. If you were to play one of those golfers, who would it be? Out of those two, if I had to play somebody, I would play Tony Finau. Uh, I think he's just been playing much better than Rory right now at this point. Uh, his around the green game's fantastic. Putting's been good. We know how good he is off the tee. Uh, I think he can drive it as far as Rory, so I don't think there's an advantage with him there. So I think that's kind of a push on that side off the tee. And uh, as far as Finau goes, he's just uh, – 
He's just been real solid, and he's played well on Jack uh, Nicholas, of course. Uh, last year's Memorial Tournament, he shot 66 on the first round. So um, he, he should be primed for this course. All right. Talking to Chris Exution for all things PGA Tour at Chris E. Bomb. Mandatory follow if you don't already. Okay, now let's get into uh, the fun part here of the conversation. And that's leader after one, Chris. Uh, this is a big-time payout no matter who you go with. It's really hard to hit, but Chris has done it a few times for us here on The Gambler. And uh, I, a matter of fact, I want to get uh, uh, Ryan Palmer to ticket that you had 36-1. to we got to put that in, uh, in victory lane over here and, and get it up to next to Andrew Curlin's Daytona play because that was a fantastic call by you. After Leader after one, as far as this weekend is concerned, as far as tomorrow is concerned, that's Thursday, I apologize. Uh, but uh, who do you like as far as Leader after after one is concerned for tomorrow. Well, I got four golfers I really like. I'm going to give you my long shot first. Uh, Sebastian Munoz, 80 to one. There's not much data for first round Jack Nicholas courses, but for the little bit that there is, he does rank the best stroke uh, game. T to green, stroke game total, stroke game around the green. Uh, as far as in, in this specific field for first round play, this is a liar ticket I want to take advantage of. He did shoot a 69 for the first round. Last week at the Genesis, which is really hard to do. So I think he can have a really good first round here as well. Uh, we just talked about Tony Finau at 22 to 1, coming off a big performance, uh, besides not winning, of course, but he's been playing consistent all year. I just told you about his score that he had in the first round of the Memorial last year, where he shot the course, uh, you know, course round of 66. So uh, coming off that, and it's a really good play right now. I like him at 22 to 1. I think the odds makers like him there as well. Uh, Scotty Scheffler at 33 to 1. He ranks highest in the field with strokes gained off the tee. And then I also have him ranked highest strokes, uh, strokes gained off the tee for the first round for Jack Horses as well. Fourth around the green, second tee to green. I like the fact that nobody's really played here. I think he could take advantage of that, especially being a no cut event. Uh, even if he gets down a little bit, I think he can still rally through, even just for the tournament in general. But I think he's going to have a hot first round as well. And finally, Ryan Palmer. Uh, there he is. One, Mr. Consistent. He does it all. He plays real well. Um, he's done really well in these Jack, uh, Jack Nicholas courts, uh, courses for the most part. He scored a 67 on round one at Memorial, coming second to Tony Finau in that kind of uh, atmosphere. Uh, that's the course that, that, that field really resembles this one the most out of the two I talked about. So Ryan Palmer, 33-1, to one, is also another guy like there. All right, uh, Chris Exusian joining us here on a Wednesday, getting us ready for the PGA Tour stop down at the WGC Workday uh, Championship in, uh, what is it, Bradenton, Florida, and uh, Concession is the golf course. Okay, from Leaders After One, let's go ahead and feel a little froggy here. How about Top 20? You know, you gave us Hovland last week, and that cashed out. Nice little payday there. I know you're always looking at guys with plus money for the top 20. Who's a couple golfers you're looking at for this weekend? Uh, once again, going back to the well here, Ryan Palmer plus 150. Uh, I just want to bring up a fact. Those two courses I brought up, uh, well, the two tournaments, Memorial and the RBC Heritage, she finished second and eighth there. So for plus money there, for a guy that's been playing well at this kind of design for the most part for these courses, uh, I love him here, uh, and you're getting plus 150 with him. Uh, I have no problem taking that. Uh, Jason Bay, plus 150. Uh, these greens are going to be really tough. A lot of sloping greens. He's the master of the around the green shot, and he's well known for that, and you're going to need to be able to do that here. And at the Memorial, he did finish fourth. Uh, the greens are going to be much harder here, but I think there'll be an advantage for him to get close to you know the pin for the most part. Getting him at plus 150, I like him here. 
And finally, another guy at plus 150, I like uh, Will Zalatoris, a uh, young guy on tour, finished 15th at the Genesis. He's one of the best ball strikers on tour. He also finished 17th at the Waste Management and 7th at the Farmers. He's been consistent all year. He's been a guy on tour that's been all, at all these courses and simply has been the new guy. He hasn't had the course experience and everything like that. Now he gets into a course, once again, he hasn't played on. But he, the whole entire field hasn't played on there as well. So I think even though he's been scoring real well against these guys that have had course history, now it's leveled a little bit, and I think he can rise above that. All right, some good plays there. Love the Ryan Palmer, of course. Uh, top 20 and uh, for him to be leader after one, so keep that synergy, keep that harmony going. Uh, Zalatoris, though, that's interesting. Um, all right, let's go ahead and uh, talk about guys that you feel like will be in the conversation come Sunday and ultimately have a chance at winning it all. What type of numbers are we talking about there? Uh, well, I'm looking at some bigger numbers here. Uh, I think what we learned from the Genesis with Max Homa is that these guys that are a little bit higher in odds in these kind of events that do lead to a bigger name isn't necessarily the case. The field is really incredible for the PGA, and that's what makes that makes PGA great, and especially for betting, you get such long odds and everything. So I'm looking at four guys I really like. Uh, a familiar name, Brooks Kepke, 26-1. I really like what I see from him. Uh, taking away a terrible round three, ad, he had very good numbers off the tee, around the green, putting in tee to green. He already won waste management this year, now returns to Florida, his home area, to play a huge event. And we all know Brooks is all about the majors and the big purses, and he always thrives in those situations. Uh, he's shown me the last few events that he's good to go. And if not for that bad round, I think he would have been in contention in the Genesis. And that, I won't let that fool me. And I'm going to take him to win at 26 to 1. Uh, I'm also looking at Sanjay and my boy. Uh, it's kind of weird. He's actually taking two weeks off, which he never really does on the tour. He's always grinding. He's playing pretty much every tournament. You know, he's a student of the game. He's, he's you know, he's good to go. But now he's playing the World uh, Golf Championship with tons of practice and focus going into this tournament more than he usually has. I think that's going to be a really good thing for him. Uh, he played well in the and for winning the Honda Classic all pretty much before this uh, pandemic hit for the most part. He's a great ball striker. I, I'm a little concerned about his putting, but you know what? If his approach shots are going right next to the pin, I don't. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, 46 and a half. Mm. Uh, he finished uh, 20th at the Genesis. He posted a uh, minus four on round one and a minus five on round four. He had real good numbers for strokes gain approach around the green and tee to green. His weak point during that week was off the tee, shockingly enough. So I expect that to be much, much improved there. And finally, my long shot here, who I actually really do like a lot, I think he has a real good shot to win. I talked about him earlier. Will Zaltor, 70 to 1. 70 to 1. And simply, last week was putting unbelievable on those tough greens, which he never really had much experience on. And he's one of the best approach strikers on tour. Uh, those are two things that are going to be very important for this week, I feel like, for this event. And like Sam Burns, they were both 71 young guys that are thriving. And, you know, they're going to pop up on the tour. You know, it's just a matter of what events they're going to. I think this new Will's out towards his time. And he fits the mold for this course, and I absolutely love him here. All right. A couple long shots there. A couple uh, steady golfers that continue to cash in for you. And Palmer, I love the day play in the top 20. 
And Zal Torres, uh, I've definitely seen his name pop up from time to time, but 70 to 1, you have my attention, Chris Exution. So, uh, and you know what? Your, your reputation, you've been killing it for us. So I'm not even going to question it. I'm just going to fire. I'm going to rise and fire. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Hey, OTT matchups at OTT matchups is where you put your plays out there. Who's a golfer you're looking at that uh, you might be firing when it comes to matchup time come Friday? So uh, I just started writing on your, uh, you know, your blog right now. I did a little debut for my writing over here, and uh, I put up two matchups that I really like for this week for the entire week. Uh, Ryan Palmer minus 125 versus uh, Matthew Wolf. Uh, Wolf's just been on the wrong side of things mentally and everything. Is around the green game hasn't really been that good, and uh, Ryan Palmer's just been Mr. Consistent, like I said. And at minus 125, I feel like the the books are really favoring Palmer, and they really feel like he's definitely a threat in this uh, event for the most part. So at minus 125, it's a little higher than it probably would be against a popular name like Matthew Wolf. So I think that speaks volumes. So I will take Ryan Palmer minus 125 over Wolf, and Justin Rose minus 155 versus Matt Kuchar. Now, everyone knows Kuchar for the most part. Uh, he's good around the green and all these kind of things for the most part, but he just hasn't been good. Uh, he has the numbers like, throughout his career, that would make him good for this event. But, you know, I think his time's winding down. It's just, you know, I don't know if he can really be contending anymore. And Justin Rose, no one's really seen him. He's been on the European Tour for the most part. His last event, he finished second in. So uh, now he's come to Florida. He's had good success there. He's done very well behind the Classic, Arnold Palmer Invitational. Uh, he, liked, he likes Florida a lot, and this is a big event. So... 155 is a big number, but I'm more than happy to lay it because uh, I just see Rose having no problem against Cooch. That's right. He did just pin a nice little piece for PhillyMster.com. We'll tweet that out at FoxPHLGambler, at FoxPHLGambler. But you better be following Chris for all his PGA Tour winners. That's at Chris E. Baum. Chris, always a pleasure to connect with you on Wednesday. Let's keep it going, my friend. Stay hot. Good luck on all your plays, and we'll connect over the weekend. Of course, as we're always trading texts over all things PGA Tour, so let's keep it going, my friend.